Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and the resident heretic here at Dominion Fire. Pleasure to have you here, and we are continuing to roll down the road with this, bringing you all kind of new guests on the Quest for 100. We're at show number 87 today. Joining us in the middle of a thunderstorm, I believe, from uh, Tampa, Florida, our guest today is the overseer of an unconventional church group called the New Breed, a street minister, street minister, excuse me, and healing evangelist, Eddie Sosa. Eddie, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, my bro? Doing well. Doing well. How's it going? How's it's, it going? It is great, man. I'm glad to have you here. And let's jump right into it. In our first segment, we talk testimonies, and I'd like to hear something kind of crazy out there, wild as much as you got. Let's hear some testimonies. What you got? Okay. Um, let's see. Um, I guess one time, I guess this is the best one to start off with. Uh, one time, uh, there was a gentleman, uh, he was actually, uh, in a coma in a hospital and, uh, they asked me and my buddy to come over and pray for him. So, um, we, we went to the hospital, uh, they were kind of leery and letting us in because, uh, the nurse, there, there, I guess they were running some tests, and so we had to wait in the hallway, and so there's a big, long process. We finally got in, and uh, we closed the curtains behind us, and um, really didn't know what direction, how to pray for the coma, you know, first time praying for somebody in a coma. And so I was like, Lord, you know, speak to me, and I kind of like closed my eyes, thinking he was going to speak to my heart, but just uh, went up into an open, open-eyed vision, and um, I saw literally four angels on each corner of the room, holding um, uh, torches. And I heard the Lord say, uh, he said, ask the angels to blow the torches to, uh, towards the man. And so I prayed that out loud. And all of a sudden, like all the machines went crazy. <laughs> everything started beeping and everything, all the nurses just rushed in and, and kicked us out of the hospital. Come to find out, the guy just immediately woke woke up out of the coma, which is you know pretty wild stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was really fun, man. That was really exciting. Um, let's see, another crazy one. Let me see. Um, I guess uh, went to Jamaica. Um, a buddy of mine uh, had a friend that was uh, dying of cancer uh, in Jamaica, and so he. He bought a plane ticket for me and for himself, and we went out to Jamaica. And, uh, oh, my gosh, I love Jamaica. It was so awesome. Um, we went out there on, on the plane ride. There was a tropical storm. And so as the plane was going in, the actual tropical storm was leaving. And um, as we were landing, there was a, there was a, there was a guy in front of me. It's, it's pretty funny. He was, like, holding his head. He was just moaning and groaning. And I knew he had a... Um, here uh an earache because of the pressure because they had to actually go over the the storm try to go over the storm and kind of come down and land on the in the airport so i was like hey buddy you mind if i pray for you 
and he's like, pray for me. And I'm like, yeah, I pray for you. And kind of grabbed his head, you know, <laughs> in front of everybody. And he's like, what do you, he started cursing. What do you do to me? Mm-hmm. Beep, beep, beep. Man, he, he, you know, cause his ears popped open. It was pretty cool. We uh, got out the airport, drove uh, through this, uh, I guess, half of Montego Bay was underwater. So we weren't able to go through Montego Bay. We actually go, had to go through the bottom part of Jamaica and drove through the like uh, tropical jungles and we saw monkeys and everything. And this guy actually lived on the very top of the mountain at the tip of Jamaica on the other side where the, where the, uh, on the other side went opposite of the airport. Um, we got there and um, uh, so, you know, uh, introduced ourselves, um, started praying. And as soon as we started praying, it started raining and uh, thundering. And, uh, you know, didn't see any, any, uh, anything spectacular happen or anything. He had five days to live. The doctors told me he had five days to live. Um, uh, he was actually doing, writing his will while we were, while we were there. Um, uh, we left Jamaica um, and he lived. You know, he didn't die. <laughs> So, so that was yeah, pretty cool stuff, yeah. Uh, let me see. I got a good one. Um, okay, so we were out in Ybor City. Um, uh, and, you know, doing our thing, out there preaching the gospel. Um, and there was this guy that approached us. And he starts getting really, you know, theological and starts debating and stuff like that. And then, um, this guy is really loud, really loud guy. He's just kind of like confronting what we were preaching. And he drew a crowd. He drew a crowd of like about probably 10 to 15 people on the street, on the street corner. And um, I told him, I was like, look, I'm not going to be able to convince you. And you're not going to be able to convince me. So how about this? Put your hands out like if you're holding a platter. He's like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? I was like, mm-hmm. just do it. Tr- trust me. And um, so I pray for him, and he's like, what the? And he starts, you know, of course, starts cursing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. What you just felt right there, he actually wants to live inside of you if you want to invite him in. Do you want to invite him in? And he was like, yeah. And um, everybody else in the crowd, they're like, we felt that too. <laughs> and so like 15 people got saved out in the street corner. So we got so pumped, like, you know, we're like, you know, after we spoke to them for a little while, we just ran off and I just ran up to the, to the toughest looking guy. And I said, Hey, you, and I started talking to him about Jesus. And he just pointed at his ears and told me, he said, no, nah, I'm, I'm deaf. He pretty much said that, you know, I was like, Oh crap. Okay. What, how do I, how do we handle this? All right. So we start texting to each other. So to communicate, you know, he's telling me how he, you know, how he uh, lost his hearing, got into a car accident, and the back of his head got hit, and he had a big old scar on the back of his head. And so we started praying for him, and uh, nothing happened, you know. And so I was like, all right, let's, you mind if we pray again? He was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, prayed for him again. Nothing happened. Uh, I think, uh, you know, prayed for him like three more times. <laughs> By that time, he was kind of freaked out. He was like, all right, man. You know, <laughs> I was like, we're doing it again. I, I, I don't know what it is. I was just convinced. I knew that I knew that I knew that the Lord spoke to me that he was going to receive his hearing. So I was kind of persistent. Uh, the, I think it was the fifth time prayed for the guy. Um, he kind of lifts up his head, tears running down his, his face. And he was like, 
you know, puts up his hand, like a hand gesture, so you could hear a little bit. I was like, let's do it again. <laughs> and I think I was about the 10th time having a full-blown conversation, you know, Ebor City club music in the background, boom, 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 you know, just, and mm. we're just talking, and it, it, it was pretty cool, you know, that one, that one was fun. That's pretty wild. It, it's funny, you know, you were saying about how uh, the guy that was arguing with you, you know, I, the first verse that came to my mind with that was that the kingdom is not in words, but in power. <laughs> and that's what you dropped on them. And and out of that, look at the overflow of all the other side. That's pretty cool. So, all right, we got about a minute or two, maybe one or two more. What else do you have? Well, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, here's another one. Uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, had diabetes. Um, uh, and, um, uh, he came to the house. He just got out of jail. Um, uh, he was a buddy of mine. We, me and him used to kind of like, uh, just hang out all the time and I got saved and he just went buck wild and got locked up. And, um, uh, you know, for about 10 years, I haven't heard from him, seen from him. And he calls me up out of the blue and says, he, he says he was out, he was out of jail. So I picked him up, um, took him over to one of our meetings, and um, uh, uh, he said he had diabetes. And um, we were we were all serving um, uh, rice and beans, and I think uh, chicken. And so we were all, and he was telling me he had diabetes, and he said um, he had to prick himself, and and uh, or shoot some insulin or something like that. I forgot how it goes. And we told him not to do it eat the food, check the blood level after you eat the food, because we're going to pray for you first, and then you're going to eat. And so we all prayed for the guy. Um, he uh, kind of just falls out under the power of God, and he just starts bawling. He just starts crying. And he comes out of, and you know, we're eating. He, the guy's in the middle of us. He's just out on the floor, just like somebody just knocked him in the jaw. He was out completely. He mm -hmm. comes out of it. And um, we were like, hey, you're all right? He was like, yeah, man, I just saw Jesus. And uh, he's describing Jesus. He went up into a vision, like, and he saw um, Jesus, he's saying. And we're like, you know, we're here with our plates out, you know, with our rice and beans and chicken, just like in our, our mouths are dropped, like, what? <laughs> and then, um, so he starts eating his food, checks, um, the blood sugar is completely normal. He goes back to the doctor, and the doctor says uh, he don't, he doesn't know what what happened, but there's no diabetes, and so you know, that one was pretty cool. And what is his status today? Where is he at now that this has happened? Right now, he well, man, that was about probably uh, five years ago. Um, he's working, doing his thing. Uh, Kind of talk to him every now and then, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's doing pretty well. He's doing good for himself. He's not like you know, full fledged fired you know Jesus freak, but he's you know maintaining. Crazy, good stuff, man. Um, all right, listeners, we're up against a break, a little long in this segment, but that's okay because we got some great stories out of it. So keep it locked here, and when we get back after this break, we're going to hear more about Eddie's personal background and story. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We'll be right back in a moment. Hey everyone, Million here. We would like to welcome Audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you, the listeners of the Heal the Sick podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download 
with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million for your free audiobook. All right, listeners, we're back on the Heal the Sick podcast in segment two, where we talk about background and experience. But before we get into that, I just wanted to remind you that the entire catalog of programs is available at dominionfire.com and click on the link for the Heal the Sick podcast. It'll bring out all 80, what, 87 episodes now in their entirety for uh, for you to check out totally for free. Also on iTunes, make sure you thumbs up over there. Give us the five-star rating and a good review because that helps us get to the top. YouTube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church and subscribe and thumbs up a bunch of the videos again because it helps us get higher up in the rankings. And anytime you're not sure, just check out DominionFire.com where all of our social media outlets, all our channels, our videos, everything is all there for your enjoyment. So make sure you use that, share it, and get the word out. All right, back to our guest, Eddie Sosa, joining us today again, Tampa Bay, Florida, which is a beautiful place. It sounds like the thunderstorms died down a little, maybe. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. You got to work on that whole controlling the weather thing and telling the storm to be quiet. We got stuff to record here, you know? Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> so in this segment, we always talk about background and experience. And uh, please tell us about yourself, how you got into this whole thing, testimony, whatever you feel like sharing. What would you like to tell us today? Okay. Um, well, I guess I'll uh, share on um, how I encountered that, I guess, initially. Um, uh, well, I uh, came from New York, um, came to Florida, and um, uh, really was just searching. And um, uh, ended up praying a simple little prayer <laughs> at about 19 years old. Um, I asked God, it was so simple and it was so childlike. I asked God for two friends that I could work out with, play basketball with, and that could lead me uh, to him, to God. And a uh, really simple prayer. I was kind of just very homesick. The culture, the Floridian culture for me was just something that I just wasn't used to, um, really like a fish out of water, you know. And so that's what I prayed for, and I forgot about it. Got myself a girlfriend, <laughs> and uh, the girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> and uh, in order to be around her, I started working at uh, Sam's Club because she was working there, so I started working there. <laughs> and um, uh, come to find out, there was two people there that uh, invited me to work out, wanted to play basketball with me, and kept on inviting me to church. I totally forgot I prayed that prayer. And, um, uh, you know, I worked out with them. I started playing basketball with them. But when it came to church, I was like, look, man, I don't do this stuff. I don't do church. I don't do you know, religion, and they were like, okay, and it kept on, you know, and uh, so just, it broke me down, they just broke me down, and I finally showed up, and um, I was just sitting there in the back of the road, taking up two chairs, you know, New York style, <laughs> uh, yep, yep. and, um, you know, I uh, heard, heard the altar call, they asked, uh, they asked whoever wants prayer, come up to the front, nothing special, and I was like, ah, let me find out, let me see what's going on. What's so special about this? And so I walked up and, you know, just all of a sudden I got up there and I don't know what happened, but I felt like something hit me like a, like on my forehead, like a two by four, just 
bam, man, electricity shot through my body. And I was just on the floor, just weeping. And, and, I, and I was just like in awe, like what in the world is going on? I looked up and I couldn't see through my tears. So I kind of squinted my eyes and uh, to get the tears out. I looked back up and I saw this uh, old lady just praying over me. And so me being, you know, I guess, uh, you know, a little bit fearful, I backed up and I went up to the back of the church. I'm like, what is this place? And I was pacing back and forth, looking at everybody, just, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is going on? I had nothing to, I, I had nothing to do with religion. I didn't know anything about the power of God, completely just fresh. Um, kept on coming back out of curiosity. Um, and I did an experiment. And I said, you know what, this thing that I feel, I'm wondering if I could feel it in my room. So I uh, kind of uh, did what I saw the people do, put their hands out, and I asked God, I was like, come. And the power of God would just fill my room. And literally, my arms would get charged with, with this electricity. And I would feel it pulsate and move my arm like to the right and move my left arm to the left. And literally, it started like, taking me into this dance and I would end up on the floor and I would go into these encounters that I would see things that later on I would read the book of revelations and I actually found out that it's in the Bible. And, um, it was just eight hours, you know, sometimes five hours just in my room, you know, uh, I would, I'd be gone to the world and, you know, and, um, uh, I started a little prayer meeting in my garage um, uh, where like, we didn't know what we were doing. I just invited a bunch of people, a bunch of people heard about it. People started coming uh, from different churches and uh, non-religious people started coming and, um, and all of a sudden just weird things would happen. I, I remember one time this lady, she just looked at me and her eyes were bloodshot and started talking in this weird language. And I knew about tongues, but this wasn't tongues. And I, you know, took us like until three o'clock in the morning to figure out how to, you know, get the critter out of her. <laughs> and that was our very first supernatural encounter. Um, the Lord spoke to all of us and he said, um, I think it was at two o'clock. Then we would start the prayer meeting at nine o'clock. And then at two o'clock in the morning, I think the Lord spoke to us and said, go out to the clubs. And we went out and we would walk the streets. We, I, I would just put my hoodie over my head and we would pray for people. And I was excited. I was extremely shy. I was a shy guy. And so I would just pray. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, one thing led to another and uh, just got older. And the power of God just literally possessed us. We just started walking up to people, not even knowing how to prophesy, but just out of, out of passion, out of love. We would speak their lives, like, almost like verbatim. And they would, they would be in shock and in awe. I mean, they would accept Jesus. I remember one time um, uh, there was this club called the Castle, and there was this guy. I guess he was heading that way, and um, he he walks in between me and my buddy, and kind of pushes us out of the way. And uh, my buddy was like, "Hey, what possessed you to get that tattoo of a, of a devil on your arm?" And the guy looks back and he, kind of sarcastically trying to be funny. He's like, "Yeah, exactly, possessed." And me and my in uh, my young zeal. You know, started running after him, and uh, he starts running away. And <laughs> crazy story. So he he makes a he, he makes a right, and he literally disappears into a dark alley. I look around like, what the heck just happened here? He's 
disappears. And um, uh, my buddy catches up and come to find out there's this big club called the castle. And it's literally shaped like a castle. It's really dark. Um, there's stories of like just wild stuff that goes on in there. And the guy just, my buddy just starts speaking in tongues towards the, towards the door. And uh, the bouncers were like, you know, hey, don't mess with that. You know, that, I know what that is. And, and people got curious and started coming out of the club. And um, uh, then they started going back into the club and pulling out more people. And he kept on speaking in tongues. And by the time that whole thing was over, the whole club was empty. And everybody was outside of the club. And, um, uh, and then like half of our clique already caught up with us. And so we separated all, all of them. We started um, just uh, preaching the gospel. And so like, you know, we preached the gospel to the whole club and like half of them got saved. It was just bananas, man. It was just wild. You know, so things like that started happening, you know. Um, as far as the healing thing, I I went for like about 10 years going after healing and saw no results. Went out to uh, school supernatural ministry with $300 in my pocket. Uh, One-way ticket to L.A. and it takes about eight hours. It's like an eight-hour drive from L.A. to Redding. And um, when I was in Redding, California, um, like I said, I only had $300 and a one-way ticket to L.A. Um, randomly, somebody in the portal, uh, the, the Bethel portal, um, actually asked if anybody needs a ride from L.A. to Reading at 3 o'clock in the afternoon the next day, which is exactly the time my flight was arriving. So got a ride from L.A. to Reading. Didn't know where I was going to stay. Um, people came up to me and said, hey, I heard the Lord say that you need a place to stay. And I started crashing at random people's homes. Um, uh, didn't have the money for, to pay for the tuition, but uh, they let me in anyways, which is unheard of. Uh, some guy just literally came up to me and said he heard the Lord to pay for my tuition. He paid for my tuition. I graduated um, uh, all the while during that time. Um, uh, like the Lord just pumped into me faith for healing. Um, when I came back to Tampa, I established a, a little church. And we would just go out to the streets, man. And we saw crazy miracles, just galore, just wild, wild stuff. Um, my uh, my teacher ended up showing up in Tampa randomly. Uh, my teacher at first year of Bethel. And um, obviously she wasn't my teacher there because we weren't in school. <laughs> uh, we started dating and uh, we got married. <laughs> Um, which is a, an extremely fast version of the story. We just started hitting the street. Me and my wife, we just started going after it, and uh, the rest is history. So great story. When we come back, we're going to be talking the lesson time. We're going to hear more about where to track Eddie down and contact him and some prayer time. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We'll right back after this. Hey everyone, Million here. We would like to welcome Audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you, the listeners of the Heal the Sick podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million for your free audiobook.
listeners, back on the third segment of the Heal the Sick podcast, talking with Eddie Sosa, amazing stories today about just healing and testimonies, all kind of cool stuff happening. And when we were doing the pre-show today on Facebook Live, we were talking about uh, what he would like to speak about today in our lesson segment. And it was the topic of friendship with God. And uh, Eddie, what would you like to share about that? Well, you know, this is something that's been burning on my heart lately, and I just can't shake it. You know, it's uh, um, kind of like something I started off with you know, in the beginning, and the Lord just kind of brought it right back, you know. So um, I guess, um, you know, one of, the main, one of the main things that I'm really kind of meditating on right now is that, you know, Jesus is uh, truth, you know. Um, uh, the Greek word for truth is reality, you know. And um, uh, in, in essence, you know, uh, you react to what's around you, you know. And um, in reality, when, you know, when reality hits you, when reality hit me, when I, when I got hit by reality, I was not able to really uh, properly function in the reality that was around me. I was, I was so awestruck. I was in awe of the king. I was uh, uh, developing a romance starting to hear his voice, starting to know his presence, his touch. And that was the foundation of my friendship, you know, the awe of God. You know, David in the book of Psalms 27, he says that he, that's, that's his main thing, to gaze. He wants to gaze upon God, to dwell in his temple, you know, and, and to inquire of him. And, you know, really the basis and the foundation of that isn't to, you know, get information to hear from God, to get some strategies, you know, to, you know, it's just literally based on being in the awestruck, you know, romance of God, you know, and as that happens, he starts to introduce himself as the friend, you know, the friend. And in that, you know, he captivates us. And when he captivates us, he, he speaks to our hearts and starts to develop a relationship. And in that friendship, it's just like a wave, man. Like, I, re- I remember times where I would literally be driving and caught up in conversation and just being struck in awe, in love, in romance. And next thing you know, I'm having a conversation talking about, you know, my heart and how whatever I want to talk about, he's talking to me and Next thing you know, I'm making a right turn because he's, he's just inclines him to me to make a right turn. And I, and I pull over to this, to this person and, uh, you know, pray for them and, and, you know, give them a prophetic word, you know. And I really wasn't focused on ministry, you know. Uh, it, was ministry, it was intimacy, you know, because I always say that ministry without intimacy is really dead, you know. And if you can't live a life of intimacy, you know, uh, because of, you know, just prioritizing other things, I think it's at that moment, you have to go back to being in the place of, in the awe of God, you know, and, uh, you know, that, you know, that friendship, it's amazing because I I know in prayer, like uh, a couple of nights ago, I was, you know, just, I've, Learn to pray really quiet next to my wife, <laughs> and uh, the kids are sleeping, and all the lights are off. I'm sitting up, kind of like Indian style, 
and I just have my you know head inclined, you know, just kind of like experiencing the present. And I'm like, Lord, I want so much. I want to know you. I want to experience you. And in that position of me just experiencing God, I literally say it with my mouth. I whisper, say, I'm waiting. Because I, I know the scripture says, those who wait upon the Lord shall rise up. And I'm like, I'm waiting. I know I'm going to rise up. I know I'm going to encounter you at a deeper level in, this, in these 10 minutes or this half an hour or this hour of time of prayer. And so I just, I, I express, express that. I, I give him the word of God. I'm waiting. And all of a sudden, I feel just the presence and the glory starts to fill the room. And, and I stand up in, in the dark. Hopefully, I'm not hitting any furniture or anything like that. I'm not going to trip over anything. But I start just, you know, waving my arms and enjoying the glory. And even in there, I am still not satisfied in the glory. I start just looking for his heart, you know. And for that, I have to literally not just be in awe of God, but my heart has to be literally inclined to his heart. And so as I'm connecting with his heart, all of a sudden, the desires met. I feel his heart. I, I feel the person of Jesus. I feel the person of the Holy Spirit. And I literally lock the gates in my heart, his heart to my heart. And right there, I could spend hours. We could spend hours. That's the friendship with God. And that is the foundation of life. Ministry, healing, signs, wonders, the dramatic, the stuff that people go, oh, that guy is cool. <laughs> You know, ooh, the ah, all that stuff, you know, starts to flow, you know, and Jesus is famous. The glory belongs to the King of Glory, you know. So really, that's it's uh, that's the foundation of life, you know. And um, repentance is a continual reposturing of your heart to go back into that friendship. Awesome. So, if people would like to contact you or track you down or find you, how can they reach you? Well, uh, newbreedreformation at gmail.com. Um, that's a good uh, email address to reach me at. Also, um, you know, my phone number, 813-447-4158. You know, uh, just uh, yeah, give me a call as well. So as uh, we come to the end of the program, it's been great talking to you and uh, hanging out with you today. Thank you so much. And before we wrap up, it's time to do our prayer time. So what I'd like to ask you to do is if you'll please pray for our audience. And if you come up with anything prophetic or word of knowledge or anything supernatural in any way whatsoever, uh, by all means, let it rip. So at this time, please pray for our audience and take us all the way to the amen. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So Father, we thank you that you are king. Thank you, Jesus that you are king, that you are established on high, Lord God, and that your presence is our desire, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that your romance is our desire, Lord God. And I, we, we gaze at you, Father God, and we thank you, Lord God, that we have the opportunity, the privilege, Father God, to shine bright, Father God, and to, and to release your love in the form of power, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that your love in the form of power, Father God, reaches Father God, through the surrendered heart, Lord God, and we are surrendered to you, Lord God. We are completely surrendered to you, Lord God. Father God, our hearts are open, our eyes are open, our minds are open, Father God. We are completely surrendered, Father God. And we say, Father God, whatever it is that you desire for our lives in destiny, Lord God, we say yes to it, Lord God. And um, I thank you, Father God, that right now, Lord God, there's people that, at the sound of my voice, Father God, there's some people that are just desiring the deepness 
of your touch, Lord God, the deepness of your intimacy, Lord God. And Father God, right now, Lord God, whoever is listening to my voice, Father God, I pray that your presence would pour over them, Lord God, that your, that your heart, Lord God, would pour over them, Father God. And whatever worries or whatever cares have stiffened their heart into a place of survival, Lord God, I pray, Father, that your peace that surpasses all understanding, Father God, will guard their heart and guard their mind and pour all over them, Holy Spirit, and that you would reconnect like a key in a hole, Father God, and draw them into a place where they do life, not just, Father God, in, in, not just having a prayer time in their secret place, Father God, but they would do life of intimacy, Lord God, and that your glory, Father God, would be their main desire, Lord God, and wisdom would flow from them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, listeners. Anytime, hit us up at the website at dominionfire.com. And if you have any trouble tracking down our guests today, let us know and we'll make sure we get you in contact with them. And as I mentioned earlier, please visit on the website, check out our YouTube page, our Twitter, Facebook, all our social medias. We are out there. We're getting the message out and we're sharing amazing stories and testimonies just like this one you've heard today. So thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks to Eddie Sosa joining us from Tampa in the middle of a thunderstorm, which we love. The abundance of rain is a beautiful thing. And we thank you for listeners for just being here and hanging out and spending time with us and uh, just glorifying all the stuff that got we're putting God's goodness on display that's all we're doing out here and we love doing it so we'll see you next time boom goes Yeshua have a good day